um, wanted to share a scripture with you first of all. It's out of Matthew 9:35 through 38. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And that's what we do. That's where we've, we've been in the field. Um, I want to um, move now to a slideshow. If you guys have been here, those who have been here over the last couple of days, they've seen the, some of these slides. There's a whole lot more now. This is our family. We are the Tracys. Um, we've been in Poznan, which is situated in the western part of um, Poland. The coffee shop has a mission, and that's to serve coffee, give opportunity for conversation that would give opportunity f- to spread the word of Christ. This is our transportation. This is um, how we would get to the coffee shop uh, most times. In this building, uh, on the first floor is the coffee shop, and on the third floor is another apartment that is the uh, English club. As we'd go to the coffee shop, we would travel through the open markets. Uh, there's Denise buying produce. The produce was amazing, very good produce. Um, walking along, this was a common scene during the warmer temperatures to see people just sitting in the windows looking out. This is Janetta, uh, someone we met that uh, sold Lodi ice cream. This is sidewalk advertisement from the coffee shop, uh, right outside the coffee shop, and this is from the street looking at it. Um, Caviarina means coffee shop. This is a picture that Denise took of the entrance with a sign that she painted. in the in the coffee shop, the goal goal was to have a cozy, peaceful, inviting atmosphere where you could um, have the conversations. This is the front front of the coffee shop, uh, the coffee bar. This is our first room, kind of a it used to be the conference room, but they changed it into a very warm atmosphere where you could sit down and and have intimate conversations between friends. Um, and here, Mary Beth Giles was here a little over a year ago. She is in the corner teaching English conversation class to a one-on-one. And uh, this is our is the hallway. You saw these pictures in the in the uh, video, but this is room number two, a uh, slightly bigger room where we had events. And then this is the third room where we held our church services. Saturday night church service in the coffee shop. Um, Pastor Dave Giles is the one that leads it. Um, Denise, Mary Beth, the girl with the patch over her eye called a hand is my daughter Allie. And uh, 
it uh, we held church, but it was more of a one-on-one or a small by small group setting. This is uh, sometimes they work, sometimes they play. Daria in the black and Mishka uh, at the coffee bar. That was the work. This is the play. <laughs> That's Veronica and Mishka. Veronica's on the right, and Michaela is upside down. Coffee art. These are lattes, the the leaf and the bear. They take a lot of pride. Soon they're going to be going to Warsaw for a competition. Sweet Surrender uh, is a coffee shop, but it has a goal, and that's to um, do ministry. And these are just a few of the ministries that take place in the coffee shop. Um, but there's a lot more outreach going on outside uh, homeless there's a homeless shelter and, and things that they try to tie into. They have events. These are the events inside. This is set up for Easter. Um, and then we'll see some pictures of them cooking the meal. This is Veronica. I don't know what that food is. <laughs> That's Dave Giles on the right, the pastor. Pavel, who um, Dave had been working with, and then that was uh, Wojtek um, on the left. One of the things that at the coffee shop we try to do is um, we, they have events where they, such as this one here, a lady, it was a birthday party and a group of ladies uh, reserved the room to have it. They'll have teachers that come in uh, schools that, um, can you pause that right there? Uh, that will come and reserve the whole coffee shop to do uh, training seminars before school starts or, or right at the end of the year have celebrations. Um, the work that we did last summer, Dave, Dave and I and Denise and uh, Allie helped, Carson helped, is we Dave and I painted the windows and then... Uh, we trimmed the hedges and we did chair repair, which is a hard thing when they're antique wooden chairs that are at your tables and you have no wooden or no clamps and you tie string to them and you take pencils or whatever, you screwdrivers and you twist it up and tighten it. It's kind of old school, isn't it? And uh, But that's what we had to work with. Dave and I, um, you can go ahead. Uh, Dave was painting uh, this window and in the next slide, I'll be painting the other window next to it, I believe. Yeah, and these these windows are what you guys will be sending your team to replace. Uh, they're very old. This is a 1905 building. This is our daughter, Allie, and Carson's feet, and she was painting the signs. We painted all, we repainted all the signs in the coffee shop. I imagine some touch-up on the wall outside the coffee shop will be one of the things that maybe someone will do. Um, so who's in charge in Poland? You can't go through this without showing those guys. <laughs> this we were in Budapest at the church in Budapest, and we got a family photo of them. We got to enjoy a little sightseeing. They took us on some sightseeing. But there is one slide that we can't say who's in charge unless we show this That was for Nancy. <laughs> and he says, I know you're talking about me. <laughs> so, 
That's dude. Dude. Dude Skinner. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of a lot of great work happening in that coffee shop. Um, it's it's a it's a powerful tool that God has given us, and He's put there uh, through Faith Promise Works, through World Evangelism Fund. That is in place so that people like us can go and volunteer, so that the Skinners can be there uh, via Budapest at the moment, uh, so that the Giles family can be there. Um, just some real quick things I'd like to ask um, you guys to keep in mind and remember: things to pray for, uh, for for Poznan. Um, the neighbor on the we own the thir, we own the third floor flat. The, the church of Nazarene owns the third floor flat, and they run English club out of there. And it's a it's a great a great thing that they've turned into. Um, it, it does do some ministry connection with the coffee shop, but we lease it to Asha. In the video in the in the video, you guys saw Anya, and she said, "I'm in charge of English club," and she was at the time, but. Um, the next person that was in it that said she helps Anya, her name was Asha, uh, she took over the English club and has taken it to a whole nother professional level and has a contract with the um, British consulate to run English club and teach English out of there. Uh, so it's it, the building, the, the flat is really put, in, put to good use in that respect. Um, Coffee shops on the first floor. On the second floor is a man and his family that are, um, he's an attorney, he's a lawyer, and he does not like the Nazarene church being there. <laughs> um, he, has, he has caused a lot of turmoil and trouble for the coffee shop, but he... He hasn't quite gotten that we don't own it. God does. So it's not going anywhere. Um, but even as we were there in, I can't remember what month it was, but we were having church service, and he came down, and he was really getting on to us for having this too loud music. And and uh, the um, we happened to have someone there that spoke Polish who was pretty quick thinking about law and all this, and and he kind of dealt with him, and then he called the police and said, we're being harassed. So uh, the police showed up, they came in, they looked at the instruments that were there. It's a, it's a, it was a small keyboard um, and a violin, yeah. Um, no drums, there was a bongo drum, but they didn't use it. Um, no guitars. Um, it, that night, um, and and so they looked at it, and they they knew that this was not correct. Um, so they talked to the man. They got him down there, and or they went upstairs and talked to him and said, "You need to leave them alone. You are harassing them. They are doing nothing wrong." That was back then, and uh, we got an email from Bob uh, yesterday morning or the morning before Friday morning that said. Continue to pray. The the man on the second floor, the neighbor on the second floor, is still uh, creating havoc and and trying to get us out of there. But 
but God's in charge, and and the church is for for as long as God wants it there. The church is going nowhere. Um, the man on the second floor. <laughs> the man on the second floor. I don't know. Uh, it's probably a name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, but but that was when. When we prepared to go to Poland, I had my plans of what my my plans were for when we get there. I was going to win that guy. I figured maybe we would get to be in that neighborhood, and I was going to win the friendship, not not win him over to Christ. I I didn't think I didn't dream that big. I didn't. I just wanted to win a friendship because that's what the coffee shop is about, and that's what the ministry is about. To to start is to create friendships that eventually you can have an opportunity or God will open the door of conversation to share Christ. So my goal was to win the friendship of that man. We lived a mile away, and that opportunity never came. I saw him several times. I said hello. Uh, Once I got up. (laughs) But most of the time he just moved on and didn't, didn't, didn't even acknowledge me. God had a different plan. So uh, I didn't force any subjects with that one. So pray for the neighbor on the second floor. Um, Pray for the church in the coffee shop, the Nazarene church, the, the, the Saturday night church service, the congregation that does meet there. I think we were running about 25 when we were there, and and Bob says it's still staying consistent with that. But the goal is not to stay consistent, it's to grow, it's to bring more in and, and to grow God's uh, Christ church. Um, pray for the outreach ministry that's there. They, they have a great ministry, but they're always tr- trying to think of new and creative ways to reach a people that view the Nazarene church as a sect. They view the Protestant church as a sect. And... Uh, it's an accepted church, but it's not really a welcome church. Um, the Nazarene beliefs and the and the Protestant church. So, pray for outreach. Um, pray for the coffee shop workers. Uh, Greg touched on it, and and he's he's right. Uh, when we went over the the in our minds the the ministry. Uh, of the coffee shop, it starts with the workers, and then it goes to the customers, and then it's just like the hand and the fingers. It reaches out to the neighbors around, and then into the community and to the city of Poznan. So pray for the workers. Um, we have some dynamic Christian workers. Uh, very, uh, you saw Daria that was in the picture with Mishka. Daria, uh, what a bright spot in that shop. She, I would come in and she'd be singing songs and, and not the song that was uh, on the radio that was playing. She'd be singing Christian songs and just she just loved being there because um, she told me she loved being there because she had the opportunity to share Christ in a workplace. Um, so pray for the workers. Uh, and that and that goes for the volunteers as well that are there. Carol Skinner is there, um, and she's loving it. 
and pray for Bob and Colleen and Josh. Bob's got a tough job to be in Budapest and be over Poznan or Poland and deal with the coffee shops up there and not be able to be there as much as he would like to. Um, the one thing that, uh, that um, I know is that they are, they are, Bob, Bob is excited to create or to further the outreach ministry in Poznan, but he said it's hard to be patient for God's strategy to reach the people. So that's uh, we need to pray for for him and his thoughts and his leading by God for the strategy for reaching the people of Poznan. So. For those that weren't here, I'll do a quick recap of what, what, what you missed on Friday and Saturday. And I am going to keep it quick, Denise. Um, I like details. I'm very detail-oriented, so it's hard for me to slim it down. And, uh, but we are the Tracys. We were called out of a normal life, working normal jobs to go serve in what we thought was Australia. But then God closed that door, and he closed the door to what we thought was going to maybe be Bulgaria, and he opened the doors wide to Poland, and so we went to Poznan. Um, while in Poznan, we had an opportunity to get to know the city, beautiful city. Those, who you, those of you who will go are going to love this city. It's a very walkable city. It's I walked six and a half miles one day without really knowing how far, if I had figured it out ahead of time, I probably wouldn't have done the whole thing. Um, beautiful city, architecture, just it's just, it's beautiful. We got to know um, a culture, uh, a clo- very closed people that don't really want to open up and let you in. And yet, uh, we had the honor of having some of them. open up to us and let us in. Um, Through that, while there, we planted the seed for Christ. And um, that was our goal. Plant plant seeds. Uh, While there, we found ourselves probably affected more by them than they were by us. Um, our plans, our plans were be, were to be there for a year. We raised the funds; everything was set. Um, but they were our plans. God's plans were the, for us to be there for six months. And so, because of situations with our kids' education uh, and other circumstances, we found it uh, ourselves. Going, okay, we've got to go back home. Uh, it was a time when I became, when got home, became bitter because I, I knew we weren't done there. We weren't done. But that was because it was my plans. There was a point where I realized, okay, 
this was God's plan, not my plan. And when I accepted that, I became thankful for that six months that I had in Poland, that we had. What an adventure. Um, when I started to become thankful for his plan, not mine, and for us to be there for six months, um, God started to speak to me about what it, what I, what I, he, he made me realize some things about our time in there, in Poland. Although I'm a Christian and, and I placed all my faith and trust in God, I was not spiritually equipped to really go deep with these people if they wanted me to. If they said, tell me more, how can I, uh, I realized I wasn't spiritually equipped to go as deep as I needed to. God may have worked through it. He surely would have worked the words out for me, but I knew I had not put the time in to be spiritually equipped. And and so I was at at a lunch with uh, our church treasurer in South Salem, at South Salem Church of the Nazarene, and I told him what was going on. I said, I've got to find some kind of outline or Bible study so that I get more in the Word, so that I am... I'm not going to be a preacher. I, I know that. That's not my call. But uh, i got to be more spiritually equipped. And he says, I've got just what you need. And he, I don't know if any of you have heard it, but, but it's its Bible Study Fellowship. It's a non-denomination. And it, it, they don't tie to a denomination. It's a method for getting into the Scriptures and learning the Scriptures. And uh, it's intense. I've gone two weeks. Uh, tomorrow night will be the third week. And and you have to be disciplined to do this. But that's what I found. That's what God has showed me through this six month experience. I need to be I need to be going deeper. I need to dig deeper and get deeper in the Word so that I'm spiritually equipped for the mission field. And right now, the mission field is South Salem. It's it's my community. Just like you guys are missionaries where you are, whether it's you kids at school um, or the logger or um, if you work in the post office for the county, whatever you do, it is a mission field and you have to be ready. We are all called to be ready to share God's God's word. Um, so getting back on track... Um, The whole lesson here for me was it's God's plan, not mine. And there's a great uh, there's a great example of it in Acts 16:6 through 10, um, and it's about Paul. And it says Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, and I'm going to get this word wrong, Phrygia. <laughs> Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed Mysia and went to, down to Tros, Tros. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of, of Macedonia, 
standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, he got ready to he got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul's Paul and his companions, their goal was to get to Asia. They, he felt that they were supposed to go to Asia and preach the gospel, but that was his plan. And God, it was not God's plan. And so he got down to Mysia, wanted to go into Bithynia, but couldn't. He was not allowed to. He got turned and they went another direction and then they weren't allowed to go that direction. They turned back and they went another direction and then uh, and then they were spoken to through a vision. And that's when it was real, where he was supposed to go, where they were supposed to go. It's, it's not where they set out to go. But it's where that God intended him to. Um, that was much like our our journey, getting started to go to what ended up being Poland, but we thought it was uh, Australia or um, Bulgaria. It also kind of, and I wasn't going to say it, but it does. It really reminds me of a group of people that were going to go to to Ukraine. And God said, no, not this time. I want you to go to Poland. Um, your team is really going to enjoy it. I can't help but go back to that. It, it's amazing there. It's amazing what God's doing through a little coffee shop. Uh, I just have one more, um, one more scripture to share. And uh, and then I'm going to be done. And I, and and before I share it, I just want to I want to say thank you. Uh, we have had a wonderful weekend. Well, when we got the uh, message on Monday from uh, uh, Greg, uh, the message on the on the uh, that said, "Can you guys come and talk to our church about on Faith Promise Weekend about Poland and Poznan?" We were kind of sick to our stomach. <laughs> we really didn't want to do it. Because it's hard. We didn't want to do it because we love it so much there. We love the people. And it's, it's hard. Um, there's, there's, I, I heard it, I heard it from, I can't remember who, but it's, Christian envy or Christian jealousy. I can't remember who said it, but um, we're not supposed to be envious and we're not supposed to be jealous. So it's Christian jealousy. But when I heard how it came about, that the speaker that was supposed to be here had, a, I think, a family emergency and couldn't be here, and that just a few weeks back, you guys had to change from going to Kiev to Poznan, and then we're being asked, It's hard to it's hard to not know that God's orchestrating that. We need to share Poznan with you so that you know what you're getting into because your hearts are going to be changed. You're gonna you're gonna love the people. God's gonna change you in a two week two weeks you're there? In a two week period that'll last a lifetime. 
You guys know that. You've been to Ukraine. Those who have gone, it changes you. And, and Poznan is not going to be any different. So the scripture I want to share with you in conclusion is Mark 26 through 29. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it, it describes what, what's taking place. These doggone glasses keep getting watery. It says, he also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, all by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. There's so we were there six months, and we planted the seeds. It's under the ground. We don't get to see what's happening, but it is growing. It's developing, and God's watering it through many ways. And you guys will be a part of that, and it will grow, and there will be a harvest in post nine.